we welcome you to another edition. We welcome you to episode 33 of Batten and Chatting here on the Eastern Observer. Alongside Dennis Turi, I'm Brandon Natale. Now, before we get started, please hit that subscribe button on the YouTube to be kept on the loop on everything Eastern Observer and, most importantly, Batten and Chatting. Our show could be found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts can be found. Our show is presented to you by Black Cats NYC. Be sure to download their newest hit single, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us which can be found wherever music is found, whether that's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and many others. Dennis, how are you doing today? I know uh, I know you said that uh, it went to cold uh, to you. Yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I would love to sit here and say, oh, I'm doing fantastic, doing great. No, I've got like a wicked cold. Mm, well, I appreciate you giving you effort. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get through it, but... uh. Don't worry, we um, got this. This time uh, of year, man. This time of year. It's it's terrible. I feel there like it's in the winter, everybody has been sick. You know? Um, I know in December, I, I I think I had the flu. I'm not sure what I had. Um, you uh, get the honest, flu kind of often, huh? I had it's the flu. You remember when I had the flu, right? Four years ago? Yeah. I had the flu four years ago. And then I had it when I was like, it seems like it's, seems like it's every four years. Cause I had it in 2016. I had it in 2020. And then I guess, well, I had it technically last year, which I don't know if you can really count as four years. It was kind of like three. You know what right. I mean? Um, it's very, I got from my family thinks I had the flu. I thought it was just a regular, really bad cold. I, I mean, I don't know who knows, but it kind of went away quick. Cause I, I got the flu shot. Like I said, some people get, you know, as it's like I said, people can get the flu shot wherever they want. Um, I know it's a whole another different topic when I get into that because, like I said, it's a baseball show. This is not the CDC. Um, but you know, I um, I got quicker. Like I, I, you know, I got uh, I got better quicker. You know, um, yeah, I hear was, you. you know, I still was kind of sick for a little bit, but I didn't feel like you know sick in bed for like maybe only like a couple days. Um, so, uh, you know, I know it's just, I feel like this is the winter. Everybody's getting sick. I feel like since we've been in quarantine, I feel like a lot of, it's been kind of, our immune systems have definitely kind of been different. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I'm trying to think, I guess it's because you kind of build up little immunities through interaction with people. And I guess because people were, you know, distanced and whatnot for so long that maybe that did take a hit on immunity, uh, immune systems. I'm not a scientist. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be completely frank. I'm an idiot when it comes to math and science. I'm a complete moron. I, I'm the last guy you should ever be listening to. I'm lucky if I could put. You know, I, I'm shocked I ever passed biology class. I like biology. I think I was. I was a decent science guy. I think chemistry. He's decent in chemistry. I was horrifically bad in chemistry. I was not a neuroscience guy. I think once oh, I no, learned, no, it was I. Once I was interested in it, I started to like. That's how I think it was like I was starting to memorize, and I was actually starting to learn a little bit. But not to put myself on the spot, but I didn't pass the regions the first time. Then I did. You know, I passed the second time though. I just barely cleared the earth science regions, like barely. And I just barely passed chemistry. That was like another came down to the wire. And I went to extra help like every day and everything like that. Everything like that. Mm. And my high school teacher, when he saw me, he like, he saw me walking in the hallway once and he's like, here, come in a second. So I came into his class and he was like, listen, he's like, this kid was failing all year long. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> he was like, he came to extra help every single day before the state exam and he passed. He's like, uh, if you go to extra help, you learn and you do well. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's why I said, like, he's leaving out the part that I, I literally passed by like five points. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like some great performance. And you want to hear something hilarious? I actually yeah. forgot. I got the dates mixed up. They had to call my house to come to the school because I forgot to take the regents in oh, uh, 10th grade. Oh, shoot. My, my apologies to the viewers out there. My language. Yeah. I, oh, I, had, I, had, I genuinely had no idea that I was that day. 
Like I was I was convinced it was later. It wasn't like I just was ducking it. Like I could not believe it. I, I got a phone call from my guidance counselor, who's also my volleyball coach. And he was like, uh, aren't you supposed to be somewhere right now? And I was like, no. He was like, your chemistry reasons? <laughs> I was like, that's not today. He's like, yeah, it's right now. Oh, no. like, oh my God. So to go in a separate room, it was a hostile environment. The, the lady who I was with, I was with like the, the kids before we actually talk, talk about baseball. Yeah. I was with the kids who are like uh, English is not their first language. I was in their room with their teacher. Right. And I know she was so rude to me any chance she got. Any chance she got, she basically just felt the need to remind me that like you brought this on yourself. <laughs> I just kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know, lady, not for nothing. I'm not good at chemistry. <laughs> I don't need your nonsense. I yeah. really don't. Man, what? what, what like, I, I, like I, I, I outright told my teacher afterwards. He says, like, all things considered, how do you think you did? It's like, I think I did really good. The teacher was breaking my balls for two hours, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I think I might have passed, might have, right? Know? And he was like, yeah. But hey, this, you know, yeah. this is this is not the way you wanted to go out with all the extra help and all the extra credit you did. Is it? No, it's really not. No, it's really no. not. What what year was this? This was tenth grade, so this is two thousand sixteen. Okay, wow, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, uh, and speaking uh, of sicknesses, that year I had cox. I had pink eye. Ooh. The day I got pink eye, I got cocksaki. Oof, give me the chills. Just the day I got back. I got co- I got cocksucky one time. I remember I went to the I went to the doctor and they're like, "Oh yeah, you got cocksucky." I'm like, "Oh okay." I don't know what it, you know. Just I hated it. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, no, it was painful. Bad. I painful. thought I had like a cold or a flu, but then it, it was it wasn't painful. I just I felt like I had a cold or I was sick. I but. got it from the freaking wrestling team because they brought it into our school the barbarian horde that they are coming in with every disease under the sun. Don't talk about Shaver. Filthy, filthy class of people. They really are. Yeah, I, only, I tried it for I tried it for a day, and then I just uh, it, it wasn't for me. I thank my I, I thank my dad. He took me out because said I'm like, hey, look, it's like it's a lot. You know, I mean, it's he was looking. At, you know, like I'm I'm thankful he took me out of it. Only football kid, you know. But, yeah, I know. no, I didn't do wrestling. I had no interest no. in it. But uh, you know. Every single major illness that ever came into my school while I was there came into the wrestling team. Wealthy right. people. Did you have, do you know one kid that we graduated with won a bunch of games because he would just throw up on his opponents? Really? Wait. Yeah. The jit. He would throw up on people if he if they're better than him. Because who would want to fight somebody? Do you have the option to for to forfeit or not if you get thrown up on? The guy who throws up isn't obligated to lose. So this he person, found the, I did it on purpose. This yes, this person found a loophole, and if somebody was better than him and he knew they were going to beat him, he would throw up on them. That's messed up. I'm not clear. Very messed up. And then one person figured it out and whooped them. Absolutely whooped them. <laughs> good, good know. for them. So, and a buddy of mine whooped him in an art class once. It was hilarious. I was right there for it. Yeah, good for him. Well, hilarious. Well, you actually know I the know. person in the art class. Wait, wait, um, wait! In, in wrestling, he beat him in wrestling. He said, "Oh no, he just he they got into it in our class." He, uh, he you know, if it was wrestling, the story. Nah, I think I feel like if it was wrestling, no, it was play. it was a wrestler. It was a wrestler who got whooped. No, I know who you're talking about. Okay, if this was a wrestling match, I was gonna be like, "All right, bet," but no, like a fight in the class. Oh yeah, no, I think I know oh, who yeah, you're talking. No. I think I know yeah. what you're talking about. I'll ask you after. Yeah. You know, let's uh, yeah, let's dive more into no. Yeah, it is a baseball I, show, right? <laughs> it's, it's you know, in, uh, in the CDC. Yeah, the glory the days. Doc, we're not Doctor Phil. Actually, he's a psychiatrist. Um, who's that guy? Doctor Oz? Yeah, this ain't this ain't the Doctor Oz show. This is the that guy's quack, this, isn't he? He's something, but lunatic. Um, like I said, this is not uh the Doctor Oz show. This is Ben and Chad and podcast here on the Eastern Observer. Um, it's a hell of a start. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah, man. But uh, like I said, I hope you feel better. There's a lot going. On. I mean, there's a lot going on in the baseball world. Whether you got Pete Alonso, I know Devin Williams is staying on the Brewers. That's a whole other discussion. Fanatics, their players aren't messing with their jerseys, and uh, we actually got an article from the Athletic to bring up to talk about it. And uh, but I think we should talk about very something one like that's actually really big. Rob Manford, 
he just announced today that 2029 is when he's likely going to finish as commissioner of the MLB. Pick up some more information on that. That actually came on some pretty big news. Rob Manfred has definitely been a very controversial uh, figure throughout his time as commissioner in Major League Baseball. His contract will end after his – this will be, yes. He has served as uh, commissioner since 2015. He will step down once it comes to January of 2029. Not the end of that year, right at the beginning of the year, 2029. Which is crazy to think of. Think of closer to that than we were to 2019. That's a whole other discussion. Um, he said to reporters, this is going to be my last term. Um, he said that on, on Thursday, which is today. Um, Manfred said he informed team owners about the news before being – before they voted in July to grant him a third five-year term. Um, in quote, he says, I am 65. I just started a five-year term. Do that math that makes me seven years old. You can only have so much fun in one lifetime. You, I have been open with them about the fact that this is going to be my last term. And uh, this is according to Julia Stumbug of the, uh, from uh, Bleach Report. And uh, yeah, that's... Um, what I say that's uh some that's some information from that article, but um, yeah, wow, crazy. He's been commissioner for that long. Uh, it's crazy to see how he puts the emphasis on the fact that, like, you know, he's he's up there in age, he kind of realizes, like, hey, like, you know, I kind of want to have some time to relax and you know, be with my family and just you know, enjoy life because he basically said, like, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? if he if he doesn't want to uh be baseball commissioner, he can always run for president. <laughs> oh. There you go. I mean, he's got the experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got the age. That's what I'm talking about. It's, uh, he's he's that's a spring true. chicken compared to these two freaking geriatric morons. Oh yeah, own. yeah, that's uh, that's true. I see, I see what you went there. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But uh, yeah, polarizing to say the least. I, I I honestly think that it's it's always in vogue to hate on the commissioners. Uh, I think. Adam Silver is the best right now. People forget right now. Everybody loves Roger Goodell. Five years ago, he was hated. Oh yeah, I remember beginning of watching, beginning of watching football. Um, like growing, you know, growing up, he was very, very hated. A lot of players did not, did not like him. Like players came up like publicly to talk about how to bash Roger Goodell. Um. yeah, and now everybody's like, "Oh, Roger Goodell is so good," even though he he literally hasn't done anything like different. So I don't know if it's that people just overhated him, or they just see the money the league is bringing in and realize they don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, you uh, know, Gary Bettman, like hockey fans hate that guy. I don't really understand why. I'm not a hockey guy. I'm not going to pretend I am. Adam Silver is it is it, it's kind of case by case with him. Sometimes people think that he's in the right. Sometimes people think like. He's way off base. Personally, I think the NBA has gotten too gimmicky, but whatever. But it seems like pretty universal. Most people don't like Rob Manford. Yeah, players don't like him. Owners, uh, I don't know. I guess owners do like him. They just voted him in. But players don't really like him. Media don't really like him. And fans certainly don't. But I do think that he gets a bad rap. Like uh, When he called the trophy just a piece of metal, yeah, was it wrong? He, yeah, he wasn't wrong. Like, I, like I'm not saying that. Like, I, I get, I understand that he trivialized it and whatnot, and I get that if you're a player, being offended by it. But it, it was also like we, you do need to kind of prioritize at that time, like COVID and other objectively more important pressing matters. Like, grow up. I understood that part of it. I think he should have been harder on the Astros. A lot harder on the Astros. Uh, at this point, like Pete Rose is still banned from baseball. He was up for parole or whatever. I don't know how, what phrasing they use. He's yeah. up for that a few years ago, and Manford still said no. Um, that didn't really bother me, but that's something that people might bring up at some point. Um, and just like little things, like some of the rules that have been implemented. I, I don't mind the runner on second, but I think it should come later in the game. I think it should come after the twelfth inning, so everybody gets an an extra inning at bat, and then like almost like a shootout kind of thing. You start put a runner on second at that point. After twelve innings, yeah, wrap it up. 
yeah, people say, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but what about like those long epic games? Yeah, like what? Like literally the one from 1985 when it was Braves Mets. If you can find me the mm-hmm. other one, I'll gladly shut up. You're not going to. Yeah, you know, people keep forgetting he implemented these uh, new rules, who which kind of ultimately changed the game of baseball in a way. He, he saved so. it this last year. I don't think you can argue that. Was that he's what? I, I don't think you could argue against. He saved it last year, getting rid of the shift, um, making the bases bigger, made the game more exciting. The pitch clock, you could you could be mad about it and be a purist. And one thing that kind of grinds my gears a bit is people are say you know. Learn to just hit the other way. Ted Williams had to learn to hit the other way. Well, nothing against Ted Williams, but, you know, back then you maybe had three or four guys in the division who could throw 100 miles an hour. Now there's about 10 guys on a roster that can do it. Right. So it's it's a totally different world. And uh, – I. Uh, the shift needed to go. I, I think of guys like Mark Teixeira and Ryan Howard and Crush Davis, guys that at the end of the career, the shift was just murdering them. That uh, Well, Davis not so much, but Teixeira and Ryan Howard, it was like sad watching the shift just kill them because they, they had no athleticism. They couldn't run. So it was just, it was just an automatic out every time. And... Uh, it needed to be changed. Mm. So I, I like that. Once again, it could have been harder on the Astros. Are you trying to tell me the only player who had anything to do with the Astros cheating scandal just so happened to be the only player who had literally nothing to lose except a managerial job? That's the only guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Carlos Beltran is freaking Kaiser Soze. All right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so some of it very divisive. Overall, I think he's overhated, but I'm still not a fan. That's my take. Yeah, no, I think that was perfectly well said. I think um, he's definitely an interesting figure in the baseball world. Um, anytime he's, I, I get what he was trying to say. It's just a piece, you know. But he had, you know, like it's a lot of people can interpret that differently than someone like maybe you know, like maybe you or. Any other player or just a person who just would just you know it just didn't sound right, didn't come out right from what from what he said it. You know, that's a lot of people work hard for that piece of metal, you know. So it's you know, like I said, I would have been more careful with his words, you know. Um because at the end of the day, it's you know, MLB PR team, they're gonna have, you know, it's not except that's gonna be a bit difficult task to, you know, try to defend you, you know. A public relations team, they're gonna have a field day with that. Um the Astros scandal too, that was definitely pretty interesting how he handled that. I don't know, didn't he didn't the players I think Beltram was the only one that kind of got scapegoated from it though. He said he was the one that was like the big part of it, right? Yeah, he was literally the only one who had any repercussions. He lost his right. job at the Mets. And that wasn't a league sanction. It was the Mets decided to fire him for the PR of it. Maybe they could have kept him, who knows? Uh, yeah, honestly, no, I don't know. No, I, when I heard about it, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of, I wanted him gone. I, I, that, I just yeah. didn't like that. It, I don't know. It just didn't look good, and it was huge. That Astro scandal was huge. And I remember on the BDJ Talk yeah. Sports Show, we used to cover it pretty heavily. We covered it heavily. I felt yeah, because well, because our co-host Joshua Gable was an Astros fan. So. Yeah, it was it was a big, but it was a big story in sports. Like it was, you know, you couldn't get away from it. Um, I don't know if the media was just drawn to it or something like that. And it came out right before COVID. It was the last big news story before COVID that I can yeah. remember in sports. I wonder what would have happened if the uh, – I feel like a lot of people missed out on, like, what the Astros would have went through that season. I feel like – Dude, yeah, they would have been – oh, got, my They got God. so – they got lucky. They're lucky stuff wouldn't have gotten thrown at them. Uh, honestly. Honestly, in places like Boston, New York, really? oh, get it. Oh my God! I mean, even, I mean, the next year they kind of it was kind of like a little hectic. Yeah. Even it was even hectic in twenty two. I mean, I feel like that rivalry is kind of going to be like that maybe for like in, at least the next couple of years. Um, 
you know, just just from what we saw, like that was like two years ago. I don't know what it's like now. I don't know what's going to be like this year. I still would go to an Astros Yankee game just for just for the fun of it. Like I said, I'm I'm a diehard Mets fan. But I'll go to any baseball game. Like I'll go to that. Yeah. I remember I said it. I'm like, and Josh. Luckily, we caught that with Josh before he went back to Houston. Um, yeah. I said it. I'm like, you know, let's my birthday weekend. Let's uh, let's go to it, it just because it it was you know, it was definitely an interesting environment too. Those were great yeah. seats too. Those were definitely good great seats. Um, but it just anytime Altuve or Bregman or think I think Springer, especially Altuve, they you can hear them from the freaking Empire State Building, all the the way from the Bronx to the you know. No, continue. I cut you off. You you could hear them from the Bronx to like the Montauk Lighthouse. That's how loud the booze were. Like it was, they they do not like they do not like him. He's no. One thing I want to bring up with Altuve. He's a mob wife. Anytime I see the whole thing come up, he's Carmelo from The Sopranos. Anytime I see the Astros cheating scandal come up and someone says Altuve, they said, if you look at the bangs, he wasn't benefiting from it. He wasn't benefiting from it. So RBIs, he wasn't benefiting, 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 benefiting from it. There we go. That's English. Yeah. Run scored. He wasn't benefiting from it. Nailed it. When a guy's on base who got there cheating and now a pitcher has to pitch differently, he's not benefiting from it. He's a mob wife. <laughs> he knew what was going on. He benefited from it and kept his mouth shut. Yeah. So while no. he didn't while he wasn't the one rowing somebody in the, the freaking Meadowlands, he benefited from it. He got the right. nice jewelry, he got the nice escalade, he got the nice house. You know, he, he got to, to make the some real estate deal so he could, you know, keep busy. He was a mob wife. He went out for his little luncheons. He sat there. He made his snide, gossipy comments. <laughs> That's exactly what he was. You know, maybe, maybe he should be Carmela Soprano in The Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. That's <laughs> exactly what he was. Blonde hair. <laughs> was the yeah, the little hair, yeah. It was the gabagool. I don't know. Yeah. Seriously, um, but uh, so anytime yeah. people say like, just I'm, I'm just I'm getting it out of the system because I don't know if I'm gonna get the opportunity on batting and chatting to say that. No, go ahead. That, that drives me crazy. But it's like when people say that, I immediately, you know what that tells me right away. You yeah. don't know ball. You don't know ball. As simple as that. You don't know ball. Mm. Like people, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. People are like, well, look at the this stat and that stat and that stat. It's like, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Listen to actual pitchers and how they think and how they work and how they actually play the game. Just a thought. Right, yeah, I agree. So I was glad when Joe Kelly threw it at Carlos Correa. Joe My Kelly brother hated it. He gets in a lot of fights, Joe Kelly. My brother hated it. He was like, that's stupid. That's immature. Be the bigger man. That's what my brother said at the time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but these guys cheated or whatever. And what? And I was explaining to him and all that. He's like, so what? He's like, this guy could have gotten seriously hurt for what? I was like, oh. <laughs> he's got a you know, he's got a point, you brother. He does. Yeah. He, he wasn't exactly like entirely wrong. I'm just a Neanderthal of gladiatorial combat. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I I told him I was like, yeah, dude, don't you watch UFC? And he was like, yeah, well, no, I mean, he was like, yeah, but th- both of those guys know that they're getting into a fight. This guy just went to swing a bat. <laughs> yeah, I um, two sides to the coin. But yeah, just they um, it's that Astros. But either way, so go, going back to Rob Manfred, it's just it's interesting. Maybe he could have handled that a little differently. I know a lot of people feel differently about how he could handle it i don't maybe not ban the players but maybe give them a suspend at least suspend them they they like you said they got no repercussions i feel like aj hinch is kind of another player there not a player man like he's another person figure. right manager i know i was gonna say he's another figure in the scandal that kind of did kind of get some repercussions from it he, he lost his job yeah then he went to the tigers it has been terrible since so you know, so that's I guess that's another repercussion. Maybe he needed to cheat in the first place. So I, you know, next time I t- uh, talk to Josh, I'm going to ask him if he would have rather kept AJ Hinch or have Dusty Baker. I wonder what Astros fans would say. 
That's a very good question. I mean, I feel like Dusty Baker. No, it's not. I think anybody would have said Dusty Baker in a heartbeat. So they really. Yeah. Wow. What a it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, they were decent with AJ Hints. They went to two World Series. Well, two, Gee, you know, two decent? World, you know, World Series. Depends how you want to phrase it. Uh, if they even would qualify to some people, you know what I mean. Um, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like everybody would say Dusty Baker. I think he's a very loved figure, Dusty Baker. He's just, um, he's great. So, you know, it's sad that he had to retire. But he was in the league forever, and now he's, like, in a slow role with the uh, Astros. And so, but yeah, and the Giants, too. Yeah, and the Giants. So it's definitely interesting to see how he could have, how Rob Manfred. So I I guess that's one thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, being a commissioner of a sport, it's not easy. I feel like the only great commissioner was really David Stern of the NBA back in the day. The David Stern thing, it depends on how you look at it. The David Stern rigged the league? Maybe. There's, there's a lot of evidence you can point to that some of the finals and whatnot were pretty rigged. The, the matchups, at least. Like Lakers versus everybody. You know, And the playoffs, Rasheed Wallace got ejected for looking at a referee. What are you supposed to say to that? Right. No, he was part of the. Uh, you know, he was part and of the. I understand the, the Portland Jailblazers of 2000. And they didn't want them in the finals. Then in 02, you had the Kings. In 06, you had the Mavericks. And it's just really bizarre series. And there's also the referee gambling scandal with Tim Donaghy under his watch. So the, the, the David Stern thing really is some of it is revisionist. But I also do think so many other commissioners are so bad that even with all those scandals, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not as bad as Bud Selig, for example, who um, just, you know, another mob wife. Just, uh, you know what? Go ahead. Take steroids. Go ahead. WWE outlawed steroids 10 years before Major League Baseball did. I don't think too many people are aware of that. That's a joke. I'm being serious, but that's pathetic. <laughs> that WWE, a sport that's predetermined, was more serious about cracking down on PEDs than an actual sport. Right, yeah. The first drug test happened in 1968 with the Winter Olympics. Or Summer Olympics, I forget. They started penalizing PEDs in 04, 03, something like that. Brandon, are you kidding me? (laughs) So, you know, people that say, well, Barry Bonds shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Jose Canseco shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Gary Sheffield shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. You tell me. And by the way, all those other guys... From the 80s and 70s and 60s, they're popping amphetamines like Mike and Ike's. So Mike and Ike's, damn Mike and Ike's. That's a very good. That's a interesting comparison. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not making that up. They used to literally have a bucket of greenies. Greenies is what they called them, mm. and they would take that and they would take coffee, drink coffee right afterwards, and it would kickstart the amphetamine. And just about every player did it. So it's not like, you know, when, you, when you're t- thinking of a guy like that, that's letting that go on. It's not that hard if you're David Stern to be like, eh, so <laughs> what if my referees are corrupt? Okay. FBI so I said maybe, it was only one of them. Well, I got enough for me. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he was a little controversial, um, little controversial David Stern. So I, w- I won't quote him as the perfect. I don't know who would be um, the best sports commissioner. I want to reiterate on that. I guess maybe like an NFL guy from like the seventies. Paul Tagliabue was was pretty good. People, he's in the Hall of Fame. Because football times where they had like a lot of expansion or something like that. Paul Tagliabue was was very great in the um, 
the money they were bringing in, man. He was very. He was a very great commissioner in the NFL. Um, he was. He was very. He was very good, especially when nine eleven happened. He was. He. You know. He. He in the NFL started to. They were the ones to kind of say like, "Hey, like let's let's cancel games for for a week, so America can so we can kind of recover for a little bit." You know this. We su- you know suffered a very great, not great, very like devastating tragedy. And I know you know what I mean when I said that. Um, you know, not great. Yeah, it was it was very devastating tragedy. Like let's have some. Let's just take a week off to just heal and be with our loved ones and just help America get back on their feet. And that's what Michael Strahan said. Um, like I said, not great, like devastating. That's a better word to say. Um, and then yeah, like I said, the expansions bringing in the Panthers and. Uh, the Panthers in Jacksonville, and also bringing it, you know, the Titan, the Titans when they moved, and then the Houston Texans coming back to Houston. Um, you know, Houston getting a team going, you know, going there. He was from uh, Seattle, and uh, oh wow, so he was also chairman and board of directors for Georgetown University. That's pretty cool. So that's also where he got his education. Um, but you know, he was uh, he's in the NF, he's in the Hall of Fame. He was he was definitely a great commissioner. Let me read up on what else he did. Um, as 17 years commissioner, he supervised, um, his leadership was featured in leading journals, including the, Econ- the Economist, uh, Fortune and Business Week. So yeah, he was definitely a well-renowned, uh, figure throughout the, the NFL. And then after him, that's when Roger Goodell came in. Uh, Pete Wilzell was a good commissioner too. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the NFL kind of had some good commissioners. I, I guess it kind of was maybe Roger Goodell that kind of was kind of a little more controversial. Well, who knows? Like I said... No commissioner is perfect, so yeah, you know, I feel like that's kind of how it is. Yeah, I, in conclusion, like I said earlier, I think Manfred is overhated, but I don't think he's great. I, that's a fair argument. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, uh, what do we want to go with? Do we want to go with uh, Kyle Bradish? Do we want to go with jerseys? Do we want to go? What, what direction do we want to go in? Let's go. Let's talk about the jerseys. Go ahead, Brandon. Let me hear it. Uh, it was very interesting. I don't know what to make of it. I, I know that the uh, jerseys is very interesting. A lot of players are going nuts about them. And uh, we're looking up the article from The Athletic. Let me just go. Okay, so a lot of the players have been coming out against the new uniforms that have now been dressing. Uh, as the title says here, maybe players dressing down Nike fanatics over new uniforms that look like a replica. No, I, no, I will not create a free account. Thank you. As you know, Angels outfielder Taylor Ward says that uh, it looks like a replica. Feels kind of papery. Could be, could be great when you're out there sweating. Maybe breathable, but I haven't had the opportunity yet to try it out. But the but by the looks of it, does not look like a four hundred and fifty dollars jersey. So far, thumbs down by Angels reliever Carlos Estevez was in a tizzy, uh, tizzy, not tizzy, tizzy. Sounds like a New York way of saying that word over the new threads. Um, when I wear my pants, I feel like I'm wearing someone else's pants. That's interesting. Um, I guess they have a different feel. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is the back of the players. Miles. Michaelis. Michaelis said they look they look cheap. And uh, yeah, this is from the this is article coming from the Athletic. I'm judging by the look of this, like. It doesn't look too impressive. They were fine last year. Okay, this, if, if the quality of Fanatics is the same jersey I got when I was in Miami, it is not like a high quality jersey whatsoever. I think I've worn it on here a few times. My uh, teal Marlins jersey. Um, I don't feel like going upstairs to get it, but uh, it's okay? it's not like a. Um, it's not like if it was something I ordered and spent money on and went out of my way to buy, not just something as like a memento of going to 
Bone Depot Park and having a blast, I would definitely be like angry about it. It's not a good quality jersey at all. And you know me, I'm more of I, I don't know if I'd say I'm more of a jersey guy than you, but I, I buy a, a lot of jerseys over the years, bought a lot of jerseys over the years. No, it, you know, I mean, well, and um, I try to get a jersey at the right, yeah. think, you know, at the right moment when it counts. I mean, I try to because, um, I know recently I would get another. I get a lot of like football jerseys. I would say a lot of Jets. I don't know. I can never have like one player. I mean, I have an Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, I didn't think he was gonna go down. Like they're supposed to. The Jets are supposed to get new jerseys. They're gonna make their jerseys permanent now. Which, not that I wasn't a fan of the Adam. You know the jerseys they had on now. I like the black. I just I didn't think I didn't like it. I wasn't a big fan of it when it first got I thought they were decent, but I wasn't a fan of getting rid of the original jerseys they had on because it was one of the only parts of my childhood I had left. So it was decent. I don't have one current jersey from this from the Jets uniforms now, which um I like these new uniforms now that they have on the white. And like I said, I don't mean to bring football into it, but I like these uniforms sure. that they ha- they have on now because they I just they just look different. They look nice, it's like nostalgic. The nice '80s look the Jets had, and they're they're gonna make it permanent now, and they're gonna actually have a green version and a black version, which I think is pretty cool. So I know you know these teams out here they're having ring ceremonies while the Jets are having fashion shows, but I like this, I like this new look. Like I'm saying, I think it's the start of a new era, a new change of scenery. So you know, like give it to these jerseys that remind you of the Adam Gase and the bad Jet years, and just, you know, hopefully these jerseys could be the start of something of winning you know what i mean so when i you know i when those come out i will get new jet jersey now getting back to the mlb jerseys i mean i'm you know i have a mike piazza i mean i know it's probably different stitching i mean i don't know if it's the same thing with fanatics or from you know from nike or maybe adidas but i mean i like it if i had to get an i mean i look at the jerseys they, they look fine to me I, I i never even knew there was a difference it's cool to see that the players kind of notice that there's other changes in the jerseys. I mean, I like, I wouldn't be able to tell. Then again, I'm not playing. I'm not out there. I'm not on the field. So, it's you know, the players are giving us more of the insight. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't find it for some reason, but I saw one. It was a Logan Gilbert before and after, and it looks terrible. It looks terrible. I don't know if it's a player jersey or if it's a fan, like but what you would buy. It looks so bad. So I guess if you see the side by side, you can understand exactly why they're getting in a tizzy, as uh, Izzy. Carlos Estevez was, according to that article. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. This was not what I was expecting to come out of the uh, first week of. Pitchers and catchers reporting. I was expecting like, whoa, so and so hit one hundred and three. There's always that guy. Yeah, that guy you you don't like starts flame throwing early on, and then it just doesn't pan out for him as like a fastball yeah. guy. I hope that made sense because that I, when I said it, I I wasn't really making sense there, but I thought it did. Like, yeah. Uh, I was expecting the regular pitchers, catchers report things to come out. Like, watch out, this free agent or some like 25 year old who we just got. Whoa, really blowing people away. That's usually what you get. And instead, it's like, these jerseys suck. These are <laughs> an embarrassment. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Whoa. Tell me how you really feel, Taylor Ward. <laughs> I think uh, I was gonna say, what do you think? Uh, what do you, so now, obviously, pitchers and catchers just came out. Uh, what do you think of uh, what's going on um, in the current in the baseball world as pitchers? What are you looking most looking forward to as spring training comes around? Whether it's the whether it's your Yankees or it's my Mets, wh- what do you think is the hot topic going on right now as spring, I just, is, spring training comes up? I think it's easy to sit here and say, um, "How is Cody Bellinger, J.D. Martinez, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell?" all free agents and Jordan Montgomery, the five Boris clients, all five of them are still free agents. 
Mm. Unbelievable. Who would have thought this? This late. 30 out of 30 teams, pitchers and catchers have reported for. 30 out of 30. Kind of crazy. Why? I know we always talk about it, but why Why is the market so slow? I don't understand. These, they, these players take forever, I feel like. I don't know. And Manford just came out today and said, I guess somebody asked him about it, and he said uh, he wants a deadline. Yeah, I just I, I have it up right now. I actually I was just gonna bring that up. Um, he revealed on Thursday that the league prefers a free agency period in December that contains two weeks of flirt activity and includes a deadline, according to Alex Spear of the Boston Globe. In quote, we'd prefer we would prefer to have free agency signing period ideally in December with a deadline. Manfred said. However, the commissioner did note that the league made proposals regarding a free agency deadline to the Major League Baseball Players Association. That were not well received, and uh, that's you know because the article also does talk about how Cody Bellinger's a free agent, and have other impact players also also uh, on the market too. And uh, yep, that that is coming from Zach Baki of the uh, Bleach Report. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just it's slow the market. I get it, like it's it's different. Like baseball is way different than any other sport, but it's like. How these players still free agents? It's mind-boggling, you know. Just strange. Would have thought Jordan Montgomery would have signed right away. But like I if I'm a team, yeah. if I'm a team I like the Mets, would... like you know, if you need need, need a le- I mean, but they have Sean Manaya, but I mean, uh, at least they'll go after JD Martinez. It sucks because I know last week there were rumors that the Mets were in on him and that it was, but they they're not close on a contract. Same time, like if the, if you add him to the to the to the team, like they they got a decent team, you know. Yeah. So the lineup's decent. It's just you know, pitching's all right. Bullpen has some depth, but you, you add him to that lineup, it's it'd be decent. When that lineup gets hot, it gets hot. It's just bizarre to me because it's not just that they're not getting jobs. I don't even know if any of these guys are getting offers. There's no rumors at all. None. It seemed like earlier in the year, it seemed like Bellinger was going to make a decision any day. And then that was in December when he was meeting with a bunch of teams. It was like, oh, after uh, the new year. I was like, all right, that's that's usually standard. And then you haven't heard anything about him since. Right. I haven't heard of any meetings. I haven't heard of any negotiations. No, Literally no news. Bizarre. Really strange. So to me, I think that's the biggest news right now. Especially, you know, if somebody gets hurt, the Orioles. If I'm the Orioles, I'm signing Blake Snell right now. Kyle Bradish, who had the best ERA of any American League pitcher in the second half with a two, three, five. I gotta check myself here. Hold on, hold on. Um where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Well, you tell me. Uh, two, three, four. Ooh, two, three, four. ERA in the second half of the year. Young kid for the Orioles, and um, I think he was a rookie, wasn't he? A rookie? Is that wrong on that? Who's that? Kyle Radish of the Orioles. Um, let me see. Pre-arb eligible. Uh, yeah, I guess he's not a rookie anymore. I guess he hit. So yeah, man, he he's just a, a really good player. He had a two eight three ERA total last year, a three eight six for his career, and now he's a part a, a tear in his UCL. And he's saying uh, apparently he wants to try to pitch through it. I think that's a terrible idea. He's only 26 years old or going to be 27 this year. That's a terrible idea. I think that's a completely like awful idea for him. Get what, you know, if you need surgery, get it now. If you're the Orioles, just sign Blake Snow. Why not? Mm. You, you play at Camden Yards. Left field is 390 feet away. 
he's a lefty. So teams can't exactly – you can't get burned with teams stacking up righties against you. Why not? I, I think like that would be problem, a perfect fit. I feel like the problem with Blake Snell, I feel like he's commanding too much money. Eventually, you know, it's going to come down. I get it. He's trying to try to, to get the top dollar while he can. If that opportunity comes, to depends if a team is desperate to sign him. But eventually, if you know, if you really want to play baseball, like, and you're gonna have to take what you get, you know. Yeah, you. But at the same time, too, if I'm him, I have no problems waiting. He's coming off a Cy Young award. He's won two: one in the American League, one in the National League. Isn't it just him and Randy Johnson? Like ever? I'm gonna uh, double check that. How many pitchers have won Cy Young in both leagues? Maybe Clemens did it. Seven pitchers. Oh, I was right. Clemens, Blake Snell, Mad Max, Roy Halladay, Randy Johnson, Pedro, and Gaylord Perry. All of them are Hall of Famers. Except for Clemens. Um, but yeah, the other ones are all Hall of Famers. So if I'm Blake Snell, if I'm, my first game is July 1st, so be it. You know, you shouldn't be signing a prove it deal just because you walk a lot of people. That's crazy. Is he the baddest dude on the field or not? If he's the baddest dude on the field, pay him the money. So I respect what he's doing. Okay. I respect that all the guys are doing. Get your money. But I do also think, like, you know, if you think you're worth $15 million, you'd look awfully stupid not settling for 10 and walking away with zero. If you're a guy like J.D. Martinez, who might just be an older cat, in the age of scaring people off, despite having almost like a career year last year, he's terrific. So... A lot of teams could use a J.D. Martinez, man. You know I wanted him on the Marlins bad. I, I could see him. There. I could see him on a bunch of teams. At the end of the day, I could see I could see him being a Met. If I Jorge could see Soler, that. Yeah, it's a good fit. If Jorge Soler could sign with the Giants, right? Like if if he could finally get a deal, I feel like it's going to happen with J.D. Martinez. I don't know if it could be with the Mets, but it it could definitely happen in the J.D. Martinez. Yeah. No, dude, you're right. Joey Votto is still a free agent. I think Zach Greinke is. Some of these guys are going to have to retire, man. I'm just going to be honest with you. As much as I like Joey Votto and Zach Greinke, I don't know if there is a fit. Rich Hill, another one. So it's definitely an interesting time. So that, that to me is the big news. So far, spring training. Everything else, it's the Kyle Bradish thing. That dude, I, I don't know, man. My man, if you're listening to this, I doubt you are. But if you are, yeah, you never get know. What you need to get with the kind of surgery you need to get. Don't make it worse. Do not make it worse. Trying to pitch through it, absolutely. It's spring training, my man. Take it easy. And it, honestly, shame on the team too for letting him do it. You know, hmm. so we'll see what happens with that. But um, some arbitrations. Luisa Reyes lost his arbitration. Oh, it's a shame. Um, you think Alonso is gonna? At the end of the day, do you feel like he's gonna be with the Mets? No. No, I don't think he's going to finish the years in New York. He gets traded at the deadline? I think he gets traded before or at the deadline, yeah. Uh, that's going to suck. It's just, uh, you, you know what it is? David Stearns is coming over. He's a Brewer guy. That's always the way they've done business. Now, the Mets have a bigger checkbook than the, the Brewers, despite that owner owning the Brewers and the Atlanta Hawks. So he's not a complete pauper, but whatever. We'll look past it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why they haven't signed him already, but if they haven't signed him already, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, it could just be he wants to go to free agency and test the market out, see what he can get, just peace of mind. Why not? That's what it sounds like. I don't know. That's what it sounds like. I mean, I get I it. I guess if you're a Met fan, maybe you can take some solace in the fact it took Reese Hoskins forever to get signed by the Brewers. And, uh, you know, if you lose Pete Alonzo, where is he going to go? What team desperately needs a first baseman? Well, he's better than a lot of other first basemen out there. If they're a lot cheaper than him, and they will be, is is it really better to to sacrifice – I don't know. We're just making numbers up. 1.5 wins above replacement, but for a $10 million difference. You know, that $10 million can get a few different pieces that more than make up for that difference and more. That's what teams look at. War per dollar. Right. War per million is a stat that gets thrown around now. So it's kind of an interesting spot for him to be in. But if you're a Met fan, maybe there is some optimism that's worth having given that, well, where else is going to go? Kind of an interesting spot, I guess. The Yankees, when it it looked like we're going to lose Aaron Judge, that was brutal because any team needs an outfielder or a DH. A first baseman isn't a very specialized position because nowadays coaches think they can just throw anybody out there. But uh, it is in the extent that it's only one spot. There's only 30 of them. Aaron Judge, you could talk yourself into him being in 90 different spots. So it's different. I hope that made sense. No, I agree. I think it did make sense. It's just... uh... It's very interesting to see how it's gonna it's gonna work out. Um, I would like him to be meant forever for long term. As would what's, I. What's gonna happen? I think it's gonna suck. I hope it's not gonna be what happened with the Angels and Yotani, when Yotani left literally to go next door, and the Astros oh, and, and the Astros got nothing. I mean the Angels. I, I don't they, think they, the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees would take him, but I, I also think that. If they offer him a qualifying offer, you would get a draft pick. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying he would go to the Yankees. I'm saying if he would, if they were to not trade him and not get anything in return, he would just leave. Like what happened with the Islanders and John Tavares. Oh yeah, I guess so. That would suck. Even though the Mets did kind of replenish their farm system, if they do this, this would definitely double that. But you know, he's kind of a homegrown. Type player, it's how do you let that go? I know this is hard for Mets fans to, to hear. I don't think the trade market is that high for him for the same reason I just laid out. One, you don't know if he's going to resign with you, and two, like I said, the difference between a power hitting first baseman. And the first baseman you have with the money you would have to spend, is it really worth it? And especially you have to give up prospects on top of it. Right. I think a lot of teams would talk themselves out of it. Now, a team like the Brewers or a team like the Mariners, they should be jumping at the chance to do it. Their lineups are not that good. A team like the Marlins should be jumping at the chance to do it all in inner division, but look past it. I hate to say it, and it wouldn't happen. Maybe they would DH him if it did. Seemed like the Red Sox. He'd be a very good fit there. It's always been a right-hander hitter friendly ballpark. Jim Rice, Manny Ramirez, right? So there are teams that he can fit with. Maybe the Angels. Want to tell Mike Trout, listen, we'll uh, – We'll make a move for you. You know, we'll, we'll try to bring guys in here that we can win with. It's a bizarre kind of 
scenario with you guys. You guys had every opportunity to resign the guy. He won Rookie of the Year in 2019. I don't understand what took them so long. If you want to say because they're trying to sell the team, whatever. But I'm going to be honest. I kind of expected it to happen when Steve Cohen first took the team over that he would resign Pete Alonso. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's just how it is. It's going to be interesting. But um, I guess we will find out. We will see. We'll see, but um, you excited for uh, the first couple of games to come out? Um, do you mean like regular season games? Do you mean like spring training games? Spring training. Yeah, next week. Wow, that came up quick. Yeah. LA at San Diego on at three ten on ESPN. I'll watch that. No, I won't. I'll be at work. Womp womp. <laughs> the um apparently with Billy Epler, you know how Billy Epler just got suspended? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Talk to me. You know more about it than I do. They said a Mets employee provided M- the MOB info on his the faking injury reports. So Billy Epler is banned one year. He was in early this February for violating injured list rules. And um according to John Heyman of the New York Post. Epler's injury reported uh, records, related records, were turned in by whistleblower believed by a Mets employee to be a Mets employee. While exaggerating or even faking injuries to keeping them from leaving is a prevalent practice, this evidence does not usually wind up on Rob Manfred's desk. Man, that's why you got to be nice to your employees. Every team does that. Every team does that. The fan of my hell thing. Every single team does that. It's not right. I guess for fans that might be confused about what it is, basically, you know, in fantasy sports, when your guy's not injured anymore, but the guy that you'd cut is pretty good. So you hold on to him just because maybe, maybe somebody else will get hurt. Who knows? So you IR stash, same thing. Similar kind of thing. So you're saying it happens more in baseball than, than you think? Yeah. Yeah, it gets talked about all the time. Uh, Josh Donaldson just talked about this. when he Before he requested his release or something like that from the Yankees, he didn't want to be Phantom IL'd or something. Or he, he was Phantom IL'd. Kind of a big story here. So, it's nothing new. But... People don't say the quiet part out loud. When if somebody hands over documents, well, now the league has to do something. Now the player yeah. union has to do something. Be nice to your employees. They could screw yeah. you. That's what. Right. That's the moral of the story. I agree. I agree. What do you think of it? You're a meth fan. It's your team. I don't know. It's same old. Like I said, same old Jets. Same old Mets. Not. not. I feel like the Mets are more known for the for the negative news and the good news nowadays. I mean, you know, he's not a part of the Mets anymore, but it's just uh, I don't like it. It's not a good look. That's just my take on it. That's right. You guys don't have a GM. No, David Stearns is running the show. Until they find a GM, they waited for them to have a baseball operations, and now they're. Waiting to find the GM. I totally forgot that. When they, I kept seeing Mets ex GM, I was like, I, I wonder if they just fired him. And I totally forgot that he they fired him already. Yeah, no, he was he gone. Came out. Yeah. Now David Stern running the show. Now I'm really concerned or confused why they did that, why they they whistle blew him. Once again, I guess he screwed someone over. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. At this point, my beat a dead horse, the guy's gone. Mm. Strange. Huh. No, I agree. A strange story. Uh, but do you think that wraps up our show? I do think it wraps up our show. 
I think we uh, extended this probably longer than we even had to. Trying to you know, uh, figure out what to say. Um, all I can say is uh, excited for spring training to come along and uh, excited baseball's around the corner to coming back. Football just ended. So now it's time to get into baseball and hockey. Well, keep on rolling with hockey and basketball too, but excited for baseball to come around. Yeah, we're going to go to a hockey game Sunday. Yes, we'll be at MetLife for the stadium series for the Islanders versus Rangers. Let's go Islanders, baby. I don't know who I'm going to root for. Islanders. Convince me. You guys have the entire train ride to convince me. Probably the Rangers. That's going to be funny with Cooper. But anyways. The Rangers fans. But anyways, uh, be sure to check up our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. uh, For the latest news in the world of baseball and so much more that goes on with the site. We thank you for joining us in another edition of Bad and Chatting. For my co-host, Dennis Tui and the entire Blackjack Media Group team, I'm Brandon Talley saying so long. And we'll see you next time.